Hey, Yak, welcome back to another quarantine podcast. Hope this finds you doing well. Been praying for you guys, miss you guys. Um, Today, it's Proverbs Tuesday. We are in Proverbs 2. We're going to do the whole thing. It is one kind of long poem. Um, Let me read it first, and then I'll go into some kind of hermeneutic stuff. And then we'll pull from the text. Okay, so that's the plan for today. So jump to Proverbs 2. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord. And find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield for those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity and every good path. For wisdom will come into your heart, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of evil, from men of perverted speech, who forsake the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perverseness of evil, men whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. So you will be delivered from the forbidden woman from the adulteress with her smooth words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God, for her house sinks down to death and her paths to the departed. None who go to her come back, nor do they regain the paths of life. So you will walk in the way of the good and keep the paths of the righteous, for the upright will inhabit the land and those with integrity will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land and the treacherous will be rooted out. There's a lot to kind of chew on and dive into here. Um, first, kind of, how, how do I break down Scripture, right? How do I, when I go to Scripture, follow the logic behind it? The beauty of Hebrew and Greek is that there are key words in it that help delineate the author's main thought, okay? So, When you are breaking down scripture, the smallest kind of um, segment is not the word, it is not the clause or the paragraph, it is the thought behind it, right? It's kind of the phrase, you could say paragraph, but sometimes it's not a whole paragraph, Um, but that's what you want to focus on. What is the author saying in that statement in itself? And if you're new to this... um, for breaking down scripture, let me give you an easy one to do, especially when you're in wisdom literature, when you're in the Psalms, when you're reading um, prophecy in the Old Testament, and also when you're reading some of the commands of Jesus in the New Testament and of Paul also in his epistles. So you will see in the midst of chapter two, tons of if then or for then statements. So every time you see if, if you have a um, written Bible, 
take a highlighter, highlight it, or circle it if you got a pen. If you if you're you know really cool and hip like me, and you use a digital Bible, I highlight these words, right? Just the single words, so I can kind of see the if then or the for then segments, and those are keywords to tell me what links together, right? If then for if you do this, then this will happen. And so this is a really good kind of intro to hermeneutics or how do I um, pull from the text or how do I read the text section of scripture. So if you've never done that before, do that today. Go in and pull out the segments that you have. It's awesome to kind of see how it's put together, not only just the segments, but then how it's laid together as a whole. If you remember, and you're going to see this a lot in the first 10 chapters of Proverbs, There are two women that are going to be talked about all the time. They're not literal women, but they use it in the feminine um, figuratively. And that is both wisdom, right? And this adulteress. This adulteress is going to keep coming up over and over again. I'll get to her in a second. Um, But if you remember at the end of one, wisdom desires for you to know her, right? But we see at the beginning here, one through five, that the desire to know wisdom is not enough. The desire to have wisdom is not enough. It must be sought after. It must be sought after. High schoolers, hopefully you'll, you'll hear me say this a couple times to you over the course of your high school career, and that is this. The difference between an adult and a child is discipline. Because adults have desires and children have desires. But one's ability to discipline themselves to seek after proper things makes someone adult, an adult. That's why you've seen them, right? You know of these 20, 30, 40, 50-year-olds who have Peter Pan syndrome. They've never grown up. And it comes back to their discipline in seeking wisdom. When I talk to Peter Pans, right, who are my own age, and they lament on life, they joke about life, oh, it's no fun not to grow up, right? What they're lacking more than anything is discipline. They want all the great things in life. They want wisdom. They want knowledge. But they have not disciplined themselves enough to do that. So how do you discipline yourself? Well, it says it right in the text here, and that is to seek after the Lord, to know the Lord, to fear the Lord. One of the things that makes, this is Solomon writing, Solomon's literature in Proverbs different from other um, texts of the time period, other wisdom literature, because wisdom literature isn't confined to scripture, right? Um, All the other lands, Persia had wisdom literature, Egypt had wisdom literature, tons of people had wisdom literature. But what the difference is, is that wisdom to the Hebrew is a person. Wisdom is found in Yahweh and a fear of him and a relationship with him. Now, what's the contrast to that? The contrast here, and we're going to see this woman a lot, is the forbidden woman, the adulteress. Why does God spend so much time talking about adultery in Scripture? Well, if you know anything about Scripture... It is a serious sin and one that all men and women are prone to. That's why it comes up over and over again. Think about it, boys. 
If you think, I will never struggle with lust, I will never struggle with a unhealthy desire for another woman, the wisest men in the Bible, the strongest man in the Bible, and the man in the Bible that loved God more than anyone else, David, so that's Solomon, Samson, and David, all fell into sexual immorality. All of them. So if you think you're stronger, if you think you're, you love God more, if you think um, you have more wisdom, and that'll, that'll keep you away from this stuff, you're a fool. Right? This is to be taken seriously. And those that do, we see at the end of verse 2, um, they inhabit the land. Their integrity remains. Their way with the Lord is held fast. Their relationship with the Lord is held fast. And he is comparing and contrasting in this section, um, or beginning to compare and contrast, wisdom that we should seek after. And the forbidden woman who offers us something, if I'm, at the end of the day, easier. It's just easier. But God calls us to more. God calls us to himself, and it is good. We're going to find out later, but the forbidden women's fruit does not satisfy in the long term. But wisdom's fruit, oh, it satisfies. And not only that, we can extend that to others, pass it along to our children, if, if you have any. It's a good, good, good thing. So cling to God today. Set disciplines in your life. Seek others who are wiser than you to help you set disciplines in life. And I promise you, high schoolers, middle schoolers, if you do these things, you will be so far ahead of your peers by the time you get to college and early adulthood. Um, And it'll be a good farther ahead. It'll be good because you'll know the Lord and you'll be clinging to the Lord. Love you guys. Miss you. Um, we are going to be starting Yak again. So Yak's going to start April 19th. It's going to be a little bit different, but I think it's going to be, again, I'm using this term a lot today, good. I hope you enjoy Holy Week. Um, I hope you're treating it a little bit differently, doing something different to enjoy it more. Um, miss you guys. Peace.